We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, he's back, producer and co-founder Brian Goins. Ain't none better. Uh, Brian's been uh, Brian's been in, locked away in work prison, much like Justice Winslow put Chris Middleton in prison and Bam put Cat in prison. So Brian has escaped his work jail. Uh, also with me today is our professional Photoshopper and anime lover, Brass Jazz. I thought you were against the prison system. I am against the prison system. You know what's funny, Brass? And I think people don't know why I call you anime lover and Photoshop or Photoshopper because you make excellent Photoshop funny edits and anime lover because you lost a bet on whether the Heat would make the playoffs during that 30 and 11 run. And I made you watch a very weird show called Scum's Wish. And a friend of mine actually just finished Scum's Wish. And uh, her and I had this like elaborate conversation about it and how much I love the characterization. And I thought of you. I thought I had the most accurate review of that ever. You got, we got to find that tweet thread and like link it like to this episode because it's like one of the funniest things we've ever done. Yeah, that was a terrible Speaking experience. of anime, did you know that Kay's Yoke Paula loves anime? That's sort of an offbeat question. It's kind of something that's hit or miss, but we've been trying to find anybody on the team who likes anime. I know Yante Maiden did at the who? time. Yante Maiden. You probably weren't here at the time he was No, I know Yante. Well, like, I likes anime. What is anime? You don't know what anime is? No. It's kind of like... Um, Kind of like a Japanese car, like Naruto or Dragon Ball Z. You've heard of Dragon Ball Z? I'm yeah, thinking. Dragon Ball Z. Are those shows that of any time have you watched, or are those no. shows that you like? Mm-hmm. Do you know anyone on the team who might? KZ, probably. KZ. <laughs> KZ. I'm not really de- too big into anime, but we have a host on my podcast who's trying to find one player on the team who does. Do you like anime? Yeah. Which ones? Uh, Naruto. Naruto. What was the other one? That's it. That's it. You have a favorite character on Naruto. No. <laughs> you don't have a single one. I mean, Sasuke. Uh, uh, Orochimaru. 
That's a really good one. I do. Why do you like him so much? I do villain. I like villain. Casey Okpala likes Naruto and his favorite character is Orochimaru. That is reporting that Brian Goins did on the ground in Orlando during the preseason. I want Casey Opala off my team. <laughs> I need him on and I need um who was the player that they had last year? Was it Yante that Yante also likes anime? We gotta get Yante because he likes anime. But also with us today, her return. Lauren Gerwitz, she has been with us for a bit. She's out in New York with CBS right now, interning, chasing her dreams. Lauren big time. In the big city. Yes. Hello. What's up, Lauren? It's fun. It's Lauren fun. also won, didn't you win like a, a associate, not associate press, but um, was it an APSE award for best college design? I'm a finalist. I actually find out finalist? this week. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm excited for yes. you. Lauren, Thank we are you. pulling for you. Can, can we, we vote for a- you? How do we, how do we, how do you win? How do I win? Yeah. Um, can we vote? Can we let people vote for you? No, oh, no, no. Okay. Can we bribe them? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> can we bribe them with blue wire money? Kevin, Kevin Jones, blue wire. Can you, can you make this happen for Lauren? Kevin, that'd be like the most amazing thing to put on your resume. Bribed by blue wire. <laughs> that, that too. <laughs> um, so guys, listen, the heat are off to a really good start. Uh, they're two and they're, they're, they're two and one. They have really good wins against the bucks and a, a home, their home opener. The Bucks game, I kind of want to talk about that first because we're going to get into the Minnesota game. And I kind of think that a lot of Heat fans kind of felt the writing on the wall for that game. Overtime game, second night of a back-to-back, kind of a classic emotional letdown game. The Bucks game was interesting because they... It's not just how they won by that comeback. It's just how effective Bam was on Giannis for a lot of the game. It's how Justice put Chris Middleton in prison when the game counted. It's despite the free throw shooting, there is like a real aggressiveness by these guys to get to the rim. And like for the for this young team without their best player to go out there and to beat the reigning MVP and the number and the former number one seed and coach of the year in overtime, like it's just I cannot like that two and start felt like I haven't felt that happy about the team since 30 and 11. Like I just gotta be honest. That felt like a playoff game, guys. It did. It really did. It like did. even the live tweeting was on point. It felt like it was like a game six or a game seven. Like the way that it went, like basically the Heat brought it within what set nine, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter to to tie it, and then like that I entire felt so stretch, alive. that entire stretch from then on, especially in overtime, was just. Whew, I had heart palpitations. Yeah, the turnaround of that game, they were down 21, was it? They were down 21, I think, at halftime. Second, yeah, yeah, overcoming deficit, like, in history, and in team history. And, I mean, that was completely nuts. Yeah, it was. Like, I felt that, like, Heat Twitter really wanted that game. Like, once once the comeback kind of started, it's like, okay, like, we they, like, they have to finish this. And, like, the memes came alive. Uh, I was at the Five Reasons watch party. Uh, up in Lauder Hill, and the bar was pretty packed, and we were all cheering and jumping and singing the the, the Seven Nation Army chant. We're back. We're all high fiving. Uh, guys are making threes. Justice is locking this guy up. Like it's it was, and you know, like just from a personal perspective of like watching, having watched Bam and Justice for a while, like that meant a lot to be for them because like Justice has gotten so much crap throughout his career by like fans and like media just like not good enough and and i know the free throw shooting was shaky but man he was awesome he's been awesome to start this season he's been their best player we talked about that on the chat like 
we think that he's been their best player through three games without Jimmy Butler, and he's leading them. They're one of the best teams in the league. Like, they've played awesome. I saw today that they are ranked number 10 in the Bleacher Report's power rankings. We made the power rankings! We're back, wow. baby! Woo. We're back! We made power rankings! <laughs> I thought that uh, was too, too, too low. Too low, too low. They should be just as better. Should be number one. Uh, Lauren, do you feel like Justice has been their best player? Because I know we haven't talked to you about that. But like, there's like choices like none or Justice or Goron. Uh, but I don't know what. What do you? I feel? had Bam. You had Brian had Bam. I th- yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I think Bam, but um, I see the case for Justice. Obviously, uh, I actually missed part of the or most of the Milwaukee game because I was driving back. Um, from a trip and so I was watching like keeping up with it on my phone and the ESPN um, predictability like win probability <laughs> the, the heat were at like four percent out going into the fourth quarter and then it just went up to 96 percent and I was like this is this feels like this does not be like the second game of the season feels- that must be a horrible watching experience it was just like, what is happening like what what's going yeah, on and the app kept freezing and I was like what is happening <laughs> why but it was great what, who fouled out what again right. like five people fouled out that game yeah. two that key was, players djj goes down that, DJ that, DJ. i think i tweeted that out it was like the most hilarious thing is like goran Dragic literally just because he never gets foul calls so like the one game he finally gets foul calls he literally gets george Hill out of the game and giannis yeah right. like back-to-back so, possessions too which was funny that was a sore because it's the first time goran got hit in the face and got a call yeah 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 it's yeah. never yeah. happened and All the time. next game he didn't even get calls no we're, we were back <laughs> that's six man of the year treatment. That's why Spo you know, went out and pointed out each in every single rough. You know what's funny about that about your, about the the Minnesota game and the foul calls. So uh, I was complaining on Twitter because early in the game they were trying to have Myers Leonard guard Carl uh, Anthony Towns, and the reasoning given on the broadcast was because Spo didn't want Bam in Bam. foul trouble. Yeah, but I was like, was somebody they didn't even have a foul to like the end of the third quarter. No, but the last game they had started Bam on Giannis. So like, what was the thinking that game? <laughs> Yeah, that was a bad move. <laughs> I was like, what? I like I get it in theory, but I was like, Jesus, like I love Myers, but like that's not the matchup. You know, you you know, you want Myers on like Robin Lopez, right? You want Myers mm-hmm. even on Brooke Lopez. You don't want Myers on Carl Anthony Towns. Like the most right. skilled like I've heard people talk, like uh count people on the count the dings, uh Zach Lowe. I've heard a lot of people say that he could be the most skilled big man scorer in league history. He could score from anywhere. He's an exceptional post player. He's like last year he was one of the best uh players operating out of the post. He has a, a good face-up game. He could dribble past the three-point line. He's obviously a really good three-point shooter. Like that guy has every offensive tool yep. in his in his game. Yeah, why do you think Jimmy was so pissed off at him? <laughs> <laughs> Man, if that team had a had an all-star wing score, you know, they, they'd be they'd be so, they'd be something to fear, you know? How well, pissed do you think he is that Andrew Wiggins lit them up? At the end of the fourth quarter? You know, what bothered me about that is that they were letting him shoot because, yeah, let Andrew Wiggins shoot. Who cares? Andrew, what, Andrew he Wiggins was 0 for 12 before yeah, those three was... made threes. And then all, Which then, one? Then, he turned, the then all of a sudden he turned into Kendrick Nunn. God, he got so mad. He was, <laughs> he was Ray Allen. He was Steph. He was just hitting everything, and it was so annoying. So, you know, you know actually, here playing the back-to-back players of the week in the, the Eastern and Western Conference, so they... they Carroll Anthony Towns won Western Player to Conference, averaging 32 points, 13.3 rebounds, and five assists. Jesus. And Trey Young won for the East. And right? Trey Young won mm-hmm. for the East, and he's averaging 38.5 points, seven rebounds, and nine assists. Home yeah, and home game. against the Hawks. 
Tuesday, Thursday. I saw that they were up against Philly. That's still... Yeah, that's, that's in progress. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> obviously have playing? an eye on Raptors magic. Uh, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a game. Also, Thunder... Um, Thunder Houston, which Oklahoma City is winning at this and point. And Dolphins are up by two touchdowns. Yeah, there's a lot of sports going on. The Cavs are like putting up a fight against the Bucks. Uh, and the Hawks are down one point, 69 to 70. Nice. Uh, nice. In the third quarter. Yeah, so it's kind of like, I, I want to talk a little bit about Goron and his role. Um, and kind of his comments after the game. Like, he's really embraced it. He's be like, yeah, I want to be six man of the year. Like, that's my goal. And for, you know, Kind of to juxtapose him to Dion, a guy like him that is super accomplished. He's been in the league a long time. I'm sure that he thinks that he's a better point guard than Justice Winslow. And, uh, man, that's awesome that that guy's just in the locker room after the game talking about, yeah, yeah, I want to be sixth man of the year. Like, I like this role. Like, I'm, I'm embracing it. Like, I'm here for it. Like, I love that. That's awesome because a few games ago, we weren't even sure. We were we were pretty certain that there was a good chance that he was going to start this year. So to hear that, to hear that this is something that he's accepting – is a really big deal. And I think he's in a contract year. Yeah. Well, I, but I think that plays, that plays into it. I think him coming off the bench, he's a good scorer. He's a really good scorer. And the heat have had over the last couple of seasons had a real problem just offensively on this team. So to have Gorn come off the bench and to be able to score like he can score against these second units is only going to increase his value in a contract year. So I think it works out beautifully for Goran. If he gets a six-man of the year, and again, it's really early, but if if he can somehow do that, that's going to help him a I mean, whole it, lot. Part of it's, it's it's his motivation right now. I mean, you got to have something to play for. And besides, you know, team accolades, I think individual success matters to him, especially in a contract year. And this kind of proves his, his worth and his value as he try to gets one last contract before I do he re- that- ends up retiring. When Jimmy comes back, that's going to move Tyler to a bench role, and Absolutely. I think that's I think that's going to help not only Tyler because he's not going to have to play against starters, and you know he's only he's a young kid, but it's going to help. They played forty minutes the last game, last few games. They need him though; they're really thin right now, especially without mm-hmm. Dion, without Jimmy. DJJ went down, you know. They're, they're and none was on foul trouble the first two games until the last one. And then, and even in the Bucks game, they had a lot of foul trouble like around the team, so mm-hmm. um, they're, they're really thin. So yeah, but but when Jimmy comes back, he's got his minutes are going to get reduced. But Absolutely. it's going to play. He's going to play with Goron, and that's going to help not only him playing against backups, it's going to help Goron have an extra shooter, have some space. I don't know if he'll be able to beat Lou Williams, especially because the Clippers look like they're just going to run over the league. But he'll he'll be up there, which I love, and that kind of brings me to the point on the second unit about Kelly. And uh, he's questionable. I think he's not questionable. He's probable. He's probable. Okay, I was going to ask so what Anthony play. Anthony Chang of the of the Miami Herald reported. But yeah, he has he has a hip contusion. contusion. I think is what I. I saw. don't like contusion. That always sounds bad. Like when I hear contusion, I was like, oh, that sounds that sounds that sounds like it hurts. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. But how do you guys feel about keeping Kelly on the bench, helping that second unit's offense, or starting him instead of Myers? Lauren. I'm alright with him coming off the bench um, and helping the second unit. I I like him with the um, the second unit, and I just I think Myers. It's good for him to get that starting experience right now, and th- that's something they can switch up. I kind of liked his little game with Duncan Robinson. They run yeah. a lot of the stuff uh, that they used to run for Wayne with him, and like in the Minnesota game, Nikias tweeted it out. It was kind of a little dribble handoff, kind of whip 
back and forth and then Duncan got a corner three out of it wide open and he's and he was killing it the other day but if Duncan's going to be a part of the rotation I kind of like him there I kind of want to see a little bit more of his two-man game with Hero I think he could help a lot of those guys I at first I wanted him to start and the more I thought about it the more I think that he'll really help the bench players kind of get theirs because the starters is going to be super pick and roll heavy especially with Jimmy coming back and I know that that's not his game as much. And I think if you just have Bam diving to the rim and Myers kind of spacing the floor, it probably helps him a little more. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super back and forth. I haven't like really committed to wanting one or the other, but I think that they're both not bad options. Brass. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I think overall, I think Kelly's going to give you the best minutes this year um, between him and, and Myers. But I, uh, I think it works either way. I think what's cool about this team is there's no, and again, this is just without without Jimmy Butler, which is insane. What this team has been able to do that we're we're tenth in the power rankings without Jimmy Butler. They're gonna Jimmy look Butler. so different tomorrow. It's gonna, it's gonna look yeah. different, but there's a lot of there's just so much depth on this team, and and I think having, um, you know, and we have some we're gonna have some shooters on the bench. We got so shooters. We got shooters. It's it's. It's really exciting. Um, if only they so can make free throws. I, yeah, I think either one of them. <laughs> either, either one of them could work. Brian brings up a point. They have yeah. shooters except yeah. the free throw line. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Duncan has made a case for him to play. Duncan? Sneaky athletic? Yeah, well, I mean... I've, I put they, that tweet out. I put a poll up. I don't know I what know, a poll Ryan, I, But someone, someone said that was racist. It, I mean, someone with a jihad handle said that was racist. Okay, let, let's 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 go around the room. Lauren, did you think Duncan Robinson can dunk um, on a cut like that? N- no. Okay, Brass. Nope. Brian. With a name like Duncan Robinson, I hope so. Three people, four people said no. <laughs> Sneaky athletic Duncan Robinson. She wear that as a badge of honor. I don't know yeah, if I'm he, willing to give him scrappy yet. I don't oh, know. If no, oh, no. Really good <laughs> nugget no, about no, no, Duncan no. Robinson, by the way, that I can put on the pod. I'll probably put um, a clip of the interview I had with him and also the clip I had with Casey. <laughs> Brian's bragging. But I was asking because I'm writing a, a story on World Class Shape. That feature will drop sometime this week. Absolutely. You just, you just name drop. Let's Duncan hold him Robinson. to that. Hey, he Twitter. If Brian doesn't drop this feature by this week, give him hell at by Brian Goins. You give him hell. Brian's the slowest writer ever. Work sucked last week. Holding so you accountable. But um, I did ask him about some of the places that he likes to eat. And sure enough, obviously, since he started gaining weight um, and, and you know, adding a lot of muscle mass, he was just trying to stay away from unhealthy foods. But I did ask him, like, what are some cheat meals that you do like? I asked him if he went to Publix. He said yes. And his number one thing that he likes at Publix is a chicken tender pub sub. Where'd you get your meals? Um, I did about a shot. I go to Whole Foods. Um, just like just shy. I was pretty like bland and simple diet but I just like locked have in have you on. ever been to Publix yeah I've been to Publix have yeah. you ever had a pub sub I have had a pub sub yeah tell me how much you like pub subs the chicken finger sub is, is real good man uh, see I was telling Bam that and Bam didn't believe me nah they're, they're really good I had to cut I had to cut them out though <laughs> uh, not the healthiest thing in the world but they're, they're they are good for sure Duncan Robinson getting acclimated to the culture I am proud of him where dunking is a pleasure Listen, Rohan from Sports Illustrated is going to be very proud of you that you kept up the mantle of asking Heat players about their favorite pubs up. Rohan, this was for you, dude. But the reality is Duncan Robinson was our second highest scorer on that game. We probably aren't going to win it. (laughs) That's a totally fair point. (laughs) 
Who was the lead? Justice was the leading scorer, right? No, none was. None, none had 25. Sorry, he had 25. Uh, but he didn't have any in the fourth quarter, so that's a problem. <laughs> yes, and he had yeah. a really bad turnover um, at the end, which was yeah. just not well, good. Well, I game, mean, a lot of guys had... Well, I mean, he had 21 turnovers as a team, so... Yeah, no, that game was just that, not, That's actually another issue we need to talk about in this team. Besides the free throw shooting, is the turnovers need to go ugh. down. But remember, Jimmy's going to fix a lot of that because I think that the kind of style that they play, which is a lot, it's really ball movement based and it's a lot of dribble handoff cuts, stuff like that. Like they're not really running simplistic offense. And I think when Jimmy comes into the game, it's going to really make things a lot easier. It's going to be, especially late in games. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's why coaches really like ISO ball at the end of games because it's a low turnover uh, possession like you know, there's not really a lot of room for a guy to lose the ball and in those situations you know that you're gonna have Jimmy down the stretch I was talking to a co-worker today and he said not that I want Dwayne on this team but like last night would have been a perfect game for Dwayne kind of slow everybody down calm everybody down they didn't have that and justice isn't there yet and Goron's really not doesn't have the passing chops to really get out of trouble the way Dwayne does Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of hope that Jimmy's going to be that guy, but yeah, turnovers. I I still think they're going to work those kinks out, though. I mean, this yeah, this this group is still the way this whole engine runs is so different than it has been in the past years. So uh, you know, I I just think that uh, also you know, yeah, the turnovers in the last game were completely crazy, but I'll take that um, in like a you know a one or two game sample size. If it means they're moving the ball around, which they are, they're really starting to share it around. There's a lot of guys that can that can that can make it. It's not all the offense is not going through one or two guys. And like Bam is becoming a high assist guy. They had 25 assists last night. Um, Minnesota 24. Justice is moving the ball. Bam's moving the ball. Uh, Goron, not the best at doing that, but he he's pocket passing. That's character development. I'm really proud of him. Goran used to be deathly afraid of the pocket pass. Uh, and that's, again, it's going to change with Jimmy. Like, I think, I kind of think of it like the Warriors, like with Durant and without Durant and how different they look and how much of a difference that one really special offensive talent can make. Yeah. And uh, and we know Spoh's a really versatile coach. And even last year, um, and we we had some stuff on on Heat Beat and Five Reasons uh, that Nikias wrote about, but how the offense really changed between the starters with Justice and the kids and Bam and then the bench with Dwayne. Um, and that group, how it was a more slow tempoed kind of pick and roll offense, and then the the, the starters were more of a dribble Wait, handoff ball. Are the Heat ball, still number one pace? Because they were number so. one pace leading into that Minnesota game. The what? Can you look this up? I, the Heat were number one in pace leading up to the Minnesota game. I don't game. see. I don't think that's because like Spo teams are never fast, even with the big three. Like I know that they really preach pace and space, but if you look back, like those teams were never like in the top echelon in pace, and part of that's LeBron not being a, a, a yeah. Pace but guy. I think I, this is a different team than that. I know, but I just I just think historically Spo doesn't really do that. I think that he in theory he wants to run and like push the tempo, but they they have a system that they like and it's not really that. The heat fell to number three. <laughs> fell. Oof. Tough times. Yeah. I mean they have top three. Now. Top three pace team. None. They're, is they're, an no, they're number two in the East. <laughs> you saw that play that 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 Justice made to none where uh none leaked out. And Justice gave him a dart pass on the left side, and done. Uh, uh, none. I keep calling him done. None finished uh, with a dunk. Yes. Do you know the possession? That yeah, was, like, that was a, oh, yeah. that, honestly, if you would have told me that was 2003 Dwayne Wade, I would have believed you. Like, no, like they don't, they haven't had like a guy. I mean, Jaybridge kind of lost his springiness at some point. 
that was kind of gone. Justice has never been a, a high flyer. You have DJJ, but now you got multiple guys on the team that you're like, ah, these guys in transition. Well, and also, I cannot stress this enough. We're getting Jimmy Butler back the next game. Jimmy Butler is not just an offensive threat and who can take over games, but he's also a defensive beast. I mean, this guy on both ends is... Justice has been killing it defensively, and I, awesome. I wish Christian was on the show so he can pull up some synergy data. Um, but I, I really, like, just eye-testing it, Justice has been pff, awesome. He got switched on to Cat last night, and it was all good. Like, he wasn't even a mismatch. He's like, no, I got this. Contest on the three, like he's been great. Um, so the other guy who's been really great has been Kendrick Nunn, and I know we haven't talked about him a lot on the show, and he has been off to probably one of the best starts a Heat rookie has ever had. I mean, I think what was the stats, Brian? Was Dwayne Dwayne averaged like nine points his first week or something? Yeah. Uh, I mean, basically the stat is Kendrick Nunn has scored the most points through his first three NBA games of any Heat player in franchise history. Second is Michael Beasley. Uh, he's These got are... sixty five points to start <laughs> off his career. What a legend. I miss him so much. <laughs> he was supposed to be a cat miss talent. Do you guys remember that? He started off pretty good. Everyone remember, like, people wanted him because he was coming off the bench still at the time. He wasn't starting. He was still UD. And yep, people UD were clamoring for him to start, but he was killing it off the bench. He Twitter message boards used to have wars. He, he had a about... great rookie year. I think that was it. That was like the peak. Beasley. The first two years. First yeah. years of Beasley were good. Um, so, yeah, and Jermaine none... O'Neal ruined it. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Where's Alex to call him an abomination? I love J.O. Man. <laughs> the holiday rush is coming. And if you sell stuff online, you better get ready with ShipStation.com. With more people buying online than ever before, you're going to have to get out orders quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all those orders and decide which shipping carrier to use or if you're even getting the best rates? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered on time for the holidays. No matter what you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation brings you all the orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with any of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS. You can even compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now, any business can access the same postage discounts that you are usually reserved for big Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of the holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation handle it with ease. Just use our promo code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com. Offer code BLUE. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Humans have been shaving for thousands of years. And the secret to a great shave? It hasn't really changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters. Sharp, durable blades at a fair price. And I love Harry's because it gives me a close shave, easy glide for a low price. Do us a favor and check out harrys.com slash bluewire for your free trial today. And Harry's is a return to the essential. Quality great blades at a really fair price. It's just $2 per blade, guys. 
It's the most convenient thing you can ever ask for. The Blades refills are super, super easy and they're delivered directly to your door on your schedule. And you don't need a subscription. And there's no risk for you to try them out. If you don't like it, you can just return them and you'll get a refund. Listeners of my show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted aromatic handle for firm grip. You get a five-blade razor with the lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. Um, so so Nan is off to this incredible start. He's been this wing. I mean, kind of what we've been saying. They need a, a, a score from the wing. They haven't had it. The guy gets to the rim. The guy can pass. The guy can shoot. And I think that's kind of one of the most underlooked parts of his game that have helped. They got a shooter out of nowhere, right? And this kind of continues on what we've talked about ad nauseum, how the Heat just like find these guys. It's not just like a spot shooter. He's a he's a pull up shooter. Like, oh yeah, he can pull right, up, come off the dribble. He hit and, one and, from the elbow. Yeah. You know, I know we've only had three regular season games, but I mean, you know, he's been consistent throughout summer league, preseason, and regular season. He's too. clearly this, a very oh good player. God. I just and saw this crazy ass stat. What? Okay, so players in NBA history to have scored sixty-seven plus points in the first three games of their career while shooting at least fifty-one point nine percent. Can I guess from the floor? Yeah, you can take a guess. There's five names. Kendrick's one of them. Is Tyreek Evans one of them? No. Really? Is LeBron one of them? No. Bums. The rest are well. Three of them are Hall of Famers. There's I one was that, so that's, sure Tyreek Evans. There's Tyreke three Evans Hall of Famers, and there's one that's that's a multiple time All Star. Um, Kyle Lowry. Oh, you, <laughs> you had to. No. You can't this, go. He one falls, show, he falls can into you? the Hall of Fame category. Okay, Brian, read, read us the names. Uh, first name: Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay, he's good. Second name: Dominique Wilkins. That guy's also wow. good. Yeah. All right. Third name: Grant Hill. And then the last name, former Heat legend, Shaquille O'Neal. Wow. Couldn't play in today's NBA. He's and the Kendrick only Knight. pretty much guard on his list. That's crazy, Unless you, man. I mean, I guess you can count Dominique as, as a shooting guard. Mike Ryan from the Levitard show had a really funny tweet because Kendrick Nunn's 24. And um, and it was like when Kendrick Nunn starts in the Rising Stars Challenge. And it's a how you do kids meme. <laughs> He's 24, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so he's been he's been lights out. He's been spectacular, and uh, he has been the darling reclamation project of the Heat. And the reason why he's been available is because uh, he went undrafted because he had uh, a domestic abuse scandal in Illinois. He transferred, went to Oakland. Uh, the Warriors got him. The Warriors cut him, uh, which <laughs> light years. Uh, the Warriors the only years. only come from from his. Uh, exhibit 10 contracts so they still able they were able to stash them on his on their g league team for the whole year and then the he basically did, picked them up the last day of the season no but did you see what the light years uh the light years what's the light years oh opinions? the pod yeah uh, the, i didn't see what, what they said andy lou said uh somebody made the joke that kendrick nunn just didn't back screen to steve kerr's standards and andy lou's <laughs> like you're joking but this is exactly why <laughs> which is really funny and i could see it to be honest um so Kendrick becomes available. He cut Rodney Magruder, save tax money, get get uh, Kendrick Nunn. And uh, I remember when it came out, the kind of like a couple of news came out about, oh, this is the guy for the domestic violence in Illinois. And Nikias and I kind of like, ah, oh, we groaned, like why? And now we see why. This guy's clearly like a special talent. 
And I wanted to talk a little bit, because we haven't talked much about him on the show. I kind of wasn't sure if he'd just fade into obscurity, but it seems like he's going to be a fixture in the starting lineup and, and he could score the best of them. So um, I've just been made a little uncomfortable at times by the way that he's covered and kind of the way he's framed as this cute, cuddly reclamation project when he did plead guilty to two of four charges. So the charges and allegations against him were that uh, a woman uh, who he was casually dating owed him money. He went over to the house uh, to her to her place, and uh, she alleged that he struck her in the head, pushed her to the ground, poured water on her, and, and grabbed her neck while pouring the water. Uh, Kendrick Nunn pleaded guilty to two of the charges, which is pushing her down and pouring the water. Um, he did not serve any time, did not get a... He had to serve 100 hours in some sort of uh, abuse counseling, uh, got kicked out of Illinois, uh, went to Oakland, played there, went undrafted, and now we know the story. Um, and I'm not here to have a grander conversation if Kendrick Nunn has to be banished from the league or anything. I, I just did want to voice like how uncomfortable I am at times, how a lot of, I think a lot of fans don't know. I know, Lauren, we were talking pre-show that you said you didn't know until very recently. Um, and I feel like a lot of people don't know. Uh, people, especially people watching on TV, like my mom didn't know uh, when until I told her. And then just this idea of Eric Reed kind of making it fun and cuddly, the milk and cookies backcourt of Tyler and which is totally steering, stealing from the dairy aisle, the deuces should sue. And, um, and I don't know. That's I, so I kind inside, of wanted to, Gianni. huh? That's so inside. That's so inside. Uh, there are 10 people that don't get that. I just wanted to provide some levity. Um, but I, I kind of, I just, just want to say that, that like, I think that a lot of people don't know, and I'm made a little uncomfortable by the coverage. I've gotten some pushback when, I mean, I've, I've kind of joked on Twitter and not really joked. I was like, ah, maybe they should package him and uh, him and DJJ for something good, right? Like, and I, I am uncomfortable, and I'm, I've been uncomfortable with James Johnson as well. James Johnson, however, is a much harder contract to move, so they're kind of stuck with him. Uh, but the Nun thing, as talented as he is, I think that's always going to hang over him. Uh, and I don't know. I've just been a little unsettled. Brass, I know we've had conversations about this, especially today. Um, and so I don't know. I, I kind of want to know what you guys think as well. Kind of want to give the floor for a little bit to kind of address this because we haven't yet. I, Brass, the floor is yours. Okay. <laughs> well, Lauren, go. Lauren, go. Uh, no, Lauren, I just, go. Um, I think it's definitely something that needs to be addressed. I don't think you can just, you know, like you said, just let it go by pretend, and pretend yeah. it didn't happen, even though it was a while ago. Um, it's something that people do need to know about. And I don't, uh, obviously, you know, we can sit here and talk about it, and we, but we can't decide what the Heat do. They signed him. He's on the team now. Um, but it's something that I do think people need to be aware of. I think it's kind of hard when he's playing so well and you're watching him and you're just like, damn, like this guy is clearly really good. He's clearly a special offensive talent. Yep. He, they need him to help them win. Like we have to face reality. At least I do. Like they're going to, if they're going to take a step to being a contender, he's going to be a part of it either because he's in a trade package for a bona fide star or because he's going to continue to improve and be a wing scorer that they desperately need. And, like, honestly, if the Heat are really, really good, and if he keeps up this statistical production, they could have two All-Stars. Like, if he's putting up 20-something a game, and he's starting, and they're a three-seed, I mean, like, what's stopping, you know, like, historically, a team that's a three-seed might get two All-Stars if you have two guys averaging over 20 a game. You know what I mean? I hope so he takes like, Kyle Lowry's spot. That'd be so fun. No, it would not. Kyle, and, Kyle OG, and Siakam out here. Um, 
but like kind of rooting for this guy's success, it's it's hard to divorce the two things for me. And I don't know if I'll be able to see it otherwise. Um but it's it's tough. You know, it's tough, especially because he's so damn good. Yeah, I understand. I, I understand where you're coming from there, Johnny. Um I do think it's gonna be hard for us to know all of the um the facts of the situation, what really happened that night. Um, the only thing we can discuss is what we know in terms of, you know, his court case and whatnot. And as you said, his two convictions, two of those were dropped, um, you know, throwing water, push on her, uh, pushing her down. Um, and also, but I, I think what should be stated a little more is he did, he had punishment of that. And I think, uh, he was kicked out of his program. Um, the program decided to do that and he had to find another, um, it was not, you know, it's, he went to Oakland, uh, Illinois shortly, shortly after he pleaded guilty. Um, he also, uh, you know, he, you know, he was said he could, he could avoid conviction on his record if he completes a hundred hours of community service and the 26 week partner abuse prevention program and wrote a letter of apology to the victim and, uh, 18 months of court supervision. And if he does all that, then, you know. As I said, will uh, he'll avoid a conviction, um, and he did these things. And I think if he if this situation did not happen, I think he easily would have been drafted because he played pretty damn well back then as well. I think he was averaging fifteen a game. I was reading um, in Illinois at the time. Yeah, he was he a was, second leading scorer in the in, in the country. Uh, yeah, the the was, same year that Trey Young was drafted. Yeah, he was really he was really good. Um, so it was a bit of an uphill battle over the last few years for him to get to this point. And then again, you know, he's now 24 and he's a rookie. And so I just think that, you know, there is no other case of him doing this that we're aware of. Um, and I think that, you know, there needs to be some sort of redemption available for, uh, for, situations like this we don't because we don't really know the entire truth of 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 what went down that night um so personally my take i'm not speaking on behalf of heat beat or anything my take is he should be given a chance to to continue what he's doing here um and uh if something like this were to happen again that's a different story um but this was this seemed to be a one case thing of which we don't even know all the details, and he has moved on and spoken about it and had and had regret and done everything everything that he has been asked to do, and I which just I, I don't, don't think it's been much. Like I know that he had to I know that he had to leave the program, but I think the biggest punishment he honestly really faced was that he missed out on some money uh, when he got drafted. Uh, he still has a one point was a twenty five million dollar contract right now. So he did miss out on some money. Uh, he didn't necessarily face legal repercussions. And the biggest, probably the other biggest, is that he's going to be labeled like this forever. So, yeah, he's never, yeah, he's, it, this is something he's never going to live down. Whenever you Google his name, this is something well, that's going to come up. Well, actually, you'd be surprised because I Googled Kendrick Nunn and I had to scroll a very long time before I got anything, uh, which surprised me. I, I, I went to like four pages of Google and you would think my algorithm would throw that out first. I mean, that's because a lot of stories are being written this week about him. 
But uh, yeah. I, I would imagine that this would pick up if he continues to have success, this same success. And I mean, people are already talking about him becoming possibly the rookie of the year. Like that's how good his first week in the NBA has been. So yeah, I, I think it all just comes down to sort of you know, you know, redemption and and sort of how you take and you know, again, I'm saying this. This is not an easy thing. I'm not saying everyone needs to feel this way. I'm saying if you feel very strongly about this, that's fine. But just know that just because you feel strongly about it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the way it should be. And I guess for myself as well, my opinion is not the the final opinion. I don't really know how um, people feel about this or how they're going to feel about this. But um, there's I, I, these situations need to be handled with some sort of nuance and also in a case by case basis, and not based off of oh the the court system in this in this country sucks, and you know and to put the be- right which it does. I, I mean, if you disagree with that, you're also I don't really trust your opinion. So. Uh, you know that's that's an important thing to think about, but it is. I think it's important to to deal with this stuff also on a case by case basis, because I don't think he should be getting the weight of every other person that has gotten away with actual like you know beating uh, their significant other or sometimes worse. Just because they got away with it doesn't mean that he's should get the, the 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 real punishment of that uh lauren i do want to give you before we move on i want to give you any if you have any closing remarks i do i do agree that it needs to be a case-by-case basis and i i don't like the whole you know just throw everybody away because something happened because things do happen um but with the case-by-case basis like you said it's um it just, it has to be treated, you know, I'm going to repeat what you said, but with the nuance. And I think situations like this are difficult and teams have to make a decision. And the Heat clearly decided to sign him. And um, it's, I think there is a little bit of moving forward with this. He's never going to, his reputation will always be linked to this. Um, and, you know, we just have to... Um, Go with what's what they decided to do. Sometimes it's good to to hold people like this to um you know to a standard and like an example, like a cautionary tale as well. Um, to know that listen, things are you know can be really difficult if you make stupid decisions. Um, and, and you know to your point, you feel that he might not have gotten enough punishment here. That's a fair. That's a fair assessment. And about. I don't even I don't even want to make it about that because like to like you know again like that's that's kind of irrelevant for me as someone who covers the team. It's more of just like this idea of it's uncomfortable to root for him, right? Like yeah. whether whatever way you feel about it, like he did plead guilty to pushing a woman to the floor and pouring water on her face. Like he said I he said I did that. I pleaded guilty to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um you know what I mean? And and that was by attorney suggestion as well, right? So, you know, I, I don't know if that was a deal or whatever, but, and black men in this country are oftentimes labeled as violent, particularly to women. And that happens to them a lot of times, very unfairly. And, and by just this uh, demonization of people of color. So like, I think that's also important to look at it, how it's not, you know, there, there are degrees to this and there are levels that are important, but 
at least for me, I look at the facts of what he pleaded to and how it is uncomfortable um, that the way he's covered, the way fans treat him, this whole none better thing, like this whole appropriation of our justice joke, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff is is just a little uncomfortable. And, you know, James Johnson's the same. And we probably, we were not as vocal about it with JJ. And that's, you know, anybody who lobs that criticism is totally fair to say that because we weren't like we just we, we and we did months of shows on how much is James Johnson going to get paid. Um, but being more in tune with this case and kind of reading a lot about it, it's just it's just made me uncomfortable. And I did want to bring that up because I know some of you uh, have asked me, like, why have you guys yeah. talked really about none on the show? And uh, I'm going to steal a point that I saw from one of our uh, listeners. And um, I, I mean, I kind of agree with him. And it's been pretty much like everything I've read about him reacting to the story ever since his public comments that he's had, including the story that he did uh, for the Detroit Free Press. This dude's been really contrite about everything that's happened in that case, and he he admits like he's really remorseful about everything that happened that night and how things should have played out differently. And I've actually had I think I guess the best you can ask for in in this instance in this case. I mean, like I think Brad said earlier, like if this happens again, then obviously some serious. Yeah, I think it's fair to put him if you want to put him on permanent probation in your mind, if, you know, to really, a, you know, a, a zero tolerance policy, the rest of his life, you know, the rest of his career as a basketball player, I think that's, I think it's fair. I think that's fair. But I think, and, and, you know, again, I'm just speaking on behalf of myself. I think unless something else happens, then I think, uh, you know, I, I don't think it does, it doesn't affect my fandom uh, to, to him. Um, you know, you know, rooting for him and and wishing him well because, uh, you know, how old was he when this happened? Was he nineteen? I mean, but that that shouldn't be like you know, no. at, at nineteen I, years old, I think we know that you know whether agreed. or not it's okay to push a woman to the floor. I and agree. Pour water on her. I agree, but there's also you know being nineteen or being you know twenty nine can be a little a little different you know when you're when you're a good basketball player in college i mean you know the situation i yeah i'm not i'm not defending a single thing that he did because again it might i don't know the truth of the situation you know all i know is what has been you know handed down punishment conviction and where we are now years later we do this a That's, lot in sports where we have figures like Kobe, we have figures like Derrick Rose, and then there's people like James Johnson. And obviously Derrick Rose and Kobe's cases were different, but Kobe's also sitting courtside at a WNBA game being interviewed. And like, I'm made uncomfortable by that, you know, like knowing the history of Kobe Bryant and, and his cases. Uh, Derrick Rose playing in the league. And that's a case that we actually do know all the facts, right? Because that was a very public yeah, trial. I think, I think Derrick Rose is a different yeah. case. It's And again, those are very different crimes and those are very different cases that we have more facts for. But I do think that sports is oftentimes littered by these men who, I don't want to say don't face consequence, but are deified and excused and are treated as cuddly like there's a big contingent of Derek Rose fans on Twitter that will go after you if you say like he's not good right it's very weird right like there's like this cultish thing around him and not that none has that but it's just something that I've noticed and that oftentimes like these anonymous women are trampled and their 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 abusers are, are hailed and this is again those are things that I'm not uncomfortable by. Whether or not someone shows contrition and they're sorry and they're changed, it doesn't change the fact that, you know, somebody's abuser 
is getting celebrated and that hurts right to the people that to the person that it should matter that, that the most important person in this equation is the victim and the person matters most is a person's a millionaire getting heralded by fans but cheering screaming and us talking about it and eventually this is going to go away and we're going to be doing the show of Kendrick Nunn had a triple double and wow he was so good and did you see that go ahead basket in the fourth quarter that was a great we came off the screen like we're going to eventually do that show because we're going to have to right cuz he's obviously really good or if he gets traded and it's going to be like oh look they pumped up his value and look he brought them back Beal right so like it's going to happen but um Man, you're gonna be so hyped that show. Oh my god, if they if they traded for Kyle Lowry, do you go home? No, uh, that Gianni, be? that's two. We need to Great. do a three Wait, strikes you went from thing. Bradley to Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I, I know. Said, I totally downgraded. I went, yeah. I just, I went Kyle I went Lowry. Down, I know. I went down the thing. I'd rather have this guy more than than Kyle Lowry right now. I mean, you know what? You're valid. Uh, let us not a, forget that Kyle Lowry also got in Kyle some Lowry wants to throw basketball at a at a, at a at a woman referee, and he yeah. he he paid his dues. Kyle oh, Payne. he. Oh, okay, that's fine for him. Pays Kyle pays dues. Yeah, Kyle pays dues. Can Kyle you stand Payne. for him? All right, moving on. Can we get the Raptors can, up? Can we, I don't care. Can we get oh, some thoughts up. into what Jimmy Butler named his daughter? What did he name his daughter? I didn't. See I don't that. know. We don't know. We don't even know who, the, who his girlfriend is. Apparently, isn't she an IG model? That's a that's a legend. I don't, we don't know oh, anything it's, it's about her or who she is or what her name is. But I just want to get some thoughts on what maybe this girl's name is, like the daughter. Bu- buckets. Because you know how like Dion Waiters named. <laughs> Dion Waiters named his daughter Riley Waiters, which I find hilarious considering everything that's happened. Yeah, I, this is I find way. that yeah. ironic. I mean, did you see that Players Tribune interview between him and Justice? I'd say I'm going with Justine. Ooh, Ooh that's Ooh. good. Justine's a good name. <laughs> Can Justine Tyler be better. a woman name? Yeah, I think Ty- Taylor. Taylor would be. Ooh, Taylor. Taylor. Taylor Butler actually doesn't sound bad. Yeah, Taylor would be the 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 girl version of Tyler. I'm all in on Taylor Butler. We went right from uh, we went from domestic violence talk to uh, Jimmy Butler naming his daughter. <laughs> Seamless transition, Brian. Only the best. Only the best here at Miami Heat Beat. This is the kind of stuff you only get on the Blue Wire Sports Network. I really hope that we have another Roman ad in the middle of this that we could put right before the. <laughs> Jimmy oh, how, how good how good was that players tribune did you follow did you guys watch that uh players tribune <laughs> no, thing with no, Jimmy no i don't i don't watch that let me tell you that i have the, I have only, thing I, take. the only thing i saw is that um oh, made me so happy. Were, it was it was wasn't it like a sponsorship deal for with neiman marcus or whatever yeah i believe so i mean they're really you know three quarters of it they're talking about fashion but then I, jimmy's uh then justice starts talking about how he always loved jimmy's game and it's it's just just them just kind of shooting the shit would just made me just, it warmed my heart Shout Can out I to give... Jimmy Butler for wearing theory though, because that's that's legit. <laughs> Look at Brian talking about fashion. I, w- I want a theory uh, dress shirt for my wedding. Dude, Brian, I, I I was going to I was going to Europe and Brian was shopping with me for outfits and Brian takes me to some stores where the minimum that I can spend is like two hundred dollars on a dress. Oh shirt. yeah, Reese, Reese, <laughs> yeah, and dude. Brickle. And I'm like Ooh. Brian, what kind of money? You know, I don't have I don't have five reasons money. Like, come no. on, man. I have I'm not I don't have five on the floor money. I'm not we, out. We, I I showed Gianni what uh, Jason Taylor wears at for his cologne. Oh my god, that smelled so good. Creed Aventus, guys. Sheesh. What a great cologne. Expensive. What was it, like $300 for the bottle? For a 1.4 ounce, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. God. I was like, oh, my God. Brian has, like, this very expensive taste that he's not going to get satisfied doing Well, podcasts. I haven't bought the cologne, so yeah, um, it probably won't happen for, for some time. Unless, wink, wink. Wedding you know, I have a wedding coming up, so. Brass, if you want to uh, 
Brass, what? if you want to if you want to donate to Brian's wedding fund. I'm not buying that. I was we thinking do, more for you since you're. We should do a man, live but... show from your wedding. Can we like periscope oh my it? God. No, we better fucking not. Brian, Brass, you want to do that? You, me, and um, Let's do it. I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it, Brian. Let's, ha, Brian. We have a mic. Better. Set up. What does what does live tweet? We'll just have our hands on our phones the entire time. I mean, we're gonna be live tweeting that entire wedding anyway. There's, there's, there's no way there's that no we're phone not. policy at least for the ceremony. <laughs> what? What? What do you mean? I can't take pictures of the ceremony. We have a photographer. We don't need you guys. Are what you serious? I... You're banning phones? Hell yeah. What are you, Kanye? <laughs> That's crazy. I, I don't want to go to a wedding. Am I, am I where I'm a Derek Jeter's house? Yeah, I, I like. I want to tweet. What if I want to check a the score? ceremony, guys? <laughs> what if the Raptors are playing? The ceremony is only guys. an hour long. You'll live. <laughs> Lauren, you think I'm. The wedding's I... at 4 p.m. Not, no, 3 p.m. Lauren, I on a, once. On a uh, Sunday. One of my best friends was getting her baby baptized the day of Heat Raptors in the middle of that Heat playoff chase, and I did ass stream that game at a church while the priest was talking, and oh he walked right, he walked right by me, and I locked eyes with him, and I'm thinking, I'm not changing this. <laughs> I'm leaving this on. Oh my gosh, Jesus would have wanted me to. You said? you said it was a baptism. Yeah, it was a baptism. Jesus, it's just a baptism. It's you know, that's like a, that's like a home improvement episode. Yeah, you know, you're like, like in the you're you're like going like you're. Like, yeah, I love this baby. Kyle, it's good charge. Yo, God, baptism's giving me hype. Was it playoff game against the Pacers, I think? You were at your sister's graduation? No, my sister's graduation, I was worried because it was game seven of Heat Pacers. Um, and the first thing that was said at the uh, commencement was the principal said, don't worry, we're going to finish in time for the game. And that's the loudest that building got. And they literally <laughs> rushed these kids' graduation because like, we all had to watch Heat Pacers. <laughs> Danny Granger was not going to beat us, guys, and we were going to watch. That's amazing. That was a great wow. time. I love that. And the I next miss best those game days. he had was on Christmas with us. The what? The next best game he had was on Christmas with us. I know. Danny, Danny Heat Lifer. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, he's not a Heat Lifer. Stop that. <laughs> he's a Heat Lifer for that, Brian. Brian, do you remember how good you felt that Christmas Day game? Uh Eh. He have to play on Christmas next year, dude. We're robbed. We need. We did another should. Christmas game. Yeah. Like, come on. I was at I was at Danny Granger's first game that he played with the Heat, which was in Brooklyn, and I I, I went with a few friends, and uh, I remember Bosch sat, Wade sat, and I'm sitting there, and they announced the starting lineup, and it's Danny Gra- Danny Granger, and I stood up and I go, Yeah, Danny Granger's playing. Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it was dark days, guys. <laughs> that season was so bad, but they had that one win that was so good. Do you remember? Everybody got hurt at the end of that season. They were oh, like playing bad. like Tyler played like forty minutes against the Kings in like a double overtime game. Like they had to milk everything they had. God, that team. They got justice out of that though. Who's been? What did Christian post that there are only like there's only two players that are averaging nineteen plus points, uh, nine plus rebounds, and six plus assists, and it's Giannis and Justice. Yeah, that's insane. That's the list. I mean, that's. Great. Well, that like, was after the first two games. I don't know. I don't think that updated last game. I mean, he scored twenty and he had nine rebounds. So, oh, maybe. So he's he's probably twenty three uh, hours ago. I guess yeah, that included yesterday. Yeah, that that. Yeah. I mean, to Christian's point, it's like Justice is doing all this stuff, 
and he's playing a ton like you know for him you know and that's at a back to back you know he he's just he's playing out of his mind right now defend like defensively the whole team like, is brass the whole team i know it's awesome how cool is, is this, this? Chris silva was freaking making sure that no one stole the ball away from his hands oh that brian, was so hold great. on wait before we because i know that we're, we're running on time brian can you i know that i'm asking you for on the spot can you pull up what the heat need to do to keep chris silva or do you know off the top of your head uh, okay, so off the top of my head, because I read Albert Namat's um, little story that he had on HeHoops.com. So uh, until next Monday, he can still play play on the Miami Heat's main roster team and not accrue a single day of service just because training camp has not started for the G League season just yet. That starts on Monday. Their season starts the week after. So if he's still on the Heat roster next Monday, every single time that he practices with the team counts as a day of service. I mean, he, if they were smart, would only have him, he's up his day of service during a game day, and they could still have him practice or even be with the team during days they don't have practices or travel days. Um, he did a, he kind of did a calculation and basically he came out to, I think January 4th or January, no, January 10th is the first day that he can actually sign a 15th player on the team because they have, they have actual open roster spots still. Um, they can sign a 15th player onto this year's roster at a prorated veteran minimum contract for the rest of the season. And the reason why is because they, at that certain point in time, they'll be just below the hard cap where they can actually fit in that exact dollar amount so they don't go over. The Heat so, played in Brooklyn on January 10th. Brass, there you go. Brass is going to be there for, uh, for this monument. However... Like- um, Albert was theorizing that maybe he may wait a little bit longer just to give him a little bit more flexibility should they try to make a trade around the trade deadline. So I would try to anticipate maybe around February is when he'll will probably be back in the main roster. Because he once once the G League season's over, he can play as many games as he wants and still and still be on the team. But if he wants to be um on the actual playoff roster, he needs to have a full contract. They I I like him more than Myers. I got to be honest with you. I like yeah, him. I do too. I, I wish I like, he was the backup center on the team. I think that in a perfect world, Kelly. He's like the Willie Reed almost. Kelly. Like three yeah, years ago. Baby Udonis. I kind of look at him more as a power forward. I think they could play him as center, but I, I do think that he could play next. I think him and Kelly together would be good. I don't, and we don't have enough sample size on data yet, but. Just let him foul out every game. He's so gritty. Um, I think there's a really big place for him. Uh, Lauren, are you in on Chris Silva? Um, yeah, only one correct I think answer. so. You, yeah, you have to answer that way. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. I think so. It's I know so. It's he's a Hall of Famer. He's gonna get his jersey retired. Name in the rafters next to Danny Granger. Yep, <laughs> that's where we end the show. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.